Well, welcome to the Customer Mission Podcast. My name is Andrea Olson. I am your host, and today we are going to talk about talent attraction. And you know, in the Customer Mission, we talk about everything in regards to employees, customers, and communication. But one of the things that keeps coming up that a lot of people are asking about is attracting and retaining talent. So, you know, are you having trouble attracting the right talent? You know, maybe you're going about it the wrong way. So let's talk about that because it's no secret that attracting talent is is crucial to the success of your organization or business. But however, getting the right candidate for the job can be a daunting task, especially in this market. So unfortunately, no matter how much effort you put in for a smooth process, it's the smaller details that often make things go wrong. So simple mistakes such as creating a rigid checklist of qualities and qualifications for candidates can make you overlook the right candidate and make the selection process ineffective. But here's some mistakes that we've seen that are actually more overlooked than others. And number one is the job description doesn't sell the role or the company. The era of the dry generic job description is long gone. So today's candidates anticipate more from a job posting and will quickly lose interest if it's not well-crafted. In fact, posting a job description is not that's not comprehensive, may not spark interest from talented candidates, and consequently leave you with the wrong ones. So ensure that your job posting is creative and exhaustive, and all the desired qualifications and specifications are there that the candidate is looking for and are clearly defined. Resist the urge to settle for generics, right? Generic lists of skills that entail qualifications and duties only. Instead, elaborate more on the culture of the company, opportunities for growth, organizational goals, and how a candidate can fit perfectly if she or she decides to take the job. So it's very important to use that job description to sell the role and the company. Number two is not recruiting internally. So sometimes the perfect candidate for the job opening may just be right under your nose. The best thing about internal recruiting is that it's economical. So it significantly cuts down all the costs associated with advertising for external candidates. In addition, your existing staff is well acquainted with the business environment, organizational processes, values, mission, vision, etc. So therefore, there are high chances that an internal recruit will quickly catch up in his new role and perform way better than an outsider. And internal recruitment can also come in handy in boosting employee morale as it entails training and promoting staff to newer, and more exciting roles. So think about internal recruitment. Number three is not effectively evaluating skills versus previous job titles and roles. This is one of the biggest ones. Many hiring managers look at previous titles on a resume as a precursor to the candidate's potential hire. So with titles continually changing, and often unique across industries, titles don't provide the same insight as to previous experiences as they have in the past. And in addition, many larger companies utilize automated resume review softwares, right, which identify specific keywords in resumes and eliminates any applicants without a certain number or type of keyword. So to truly be effective in resume reviews, managers actually must read and review the position descriptions and dig into the skills-based questions with the interviews to gain a full picture of the candidate's abilities. So when you're looking for those keywords, you're oversimplifying the opportunity. Look at skills, talk about skills, and look at where that fits the role. Number four is failing to create 
a definitive timeline for the hiring process. So when the hiring process is either too quick or too slow, the chances that a wrong candidate will be hired increases. You see, if the hiring process is rushed, recruiters are likely to overlook critical routines such as background checks, and this can be a recipe for disaster. But on the other end, if you drag your feet, most potential candidates usually end up looking for job opportunities elsewhere. So you need to create a definitive timeline for the hiring process and determine the amount of time that will be spent on reviewing applications, making follow-ups with applicants, and figure out the possible time span for the entire interview process. So be clear on that. Number five, and this is an interesting one, the interviewer's conduct during the interview. So things such as punctuality, professional etiquette are are commonly emphasized on the interviewee's side where little attention goes to the interviewer. So as a result, you might find that some interviewers show up extremely late for the interview or rush the candidates through the entire process while giving them little time to answer questions. Other interviewers have also been accused of answering phone calls and emails while conducting an interview and even discussing other candidates openly or mocking the current candidate. So all these are deterrents to potential candidates and usually they harm the company's reputation by sending the wrong message. So if the interviewer is showing pure contempt for professional etiquette, it is more than likely the organization as a whole doesn't highly regard professionalism and work ethics. And even if a candidate was to successfully pass the interview and move on to the next phase, there is a higher likelihood of him or her declining the job offer owing to the manner in which the interview was conducted. So that is critical. Number six is hiring underqualified candidates. So some managers may actually be afraid to hire people who they feel are more confident and talented because they perceive them as threats. So as such, they end up recruiting a candidate who is less qualified for the open job position. However, smart managers appreciate the importance of having bright people on their teams. They understand that these special people usually offer insights on critical matters and use their strengths to the advantage of the entire team. So therefore, hiring people who are better than you can be more beneficial than you imagine. First, you are likely to improve your own skills and propel your own business success. And secondly, you always get brilliant solutions when faced with tough situations. So don't hire an underqualified candidate. Step one. Number seven, rejecting candidates that are perceived as overqualified. So here's the other end of the spectrum. When screening resumes for shortlisting, right, it may be tempting to weed out applicants who have skills and educations beyond the job requirement. But however, the truth is having a higher education level does not necessarily mean the candidate is overqualified. The vital factor to consider here is whether that education qualification or experience is a great fit for the job. If not, such a candidate is actually starting at more or less a similar level than any other applicant. Furthermore, there is more to gain from hiring a candidate who has more skills and experience. It is vital that hiring managers steer clear of any overqualified discrimination when recruiting. Number eight, and this is the final one, focusing solely on money. Some companies assume that by offering a slightly higher salary than their competitors, they would automatically attract and retain talent, right? But while true, salaries are one good indicator of how much organization values its workforce, other studies indicate that satisfying employees' inner motivational needs 
autonomy, and flexibility supersedes economic considerations. So the recruitment process can be a costly and time-consuming affair. So therefore, it is very important that you endeavor to get it right. You need to be sure that you are doing the right things to attract the right candidates who are not just a good fit for the job, but for your organizational culture as well. This has been Andrea Olson with the Customer Mission Podcast. Thank you for listening and look forward to having you back next time.